So what do you prefer, halibut or snapper? Uh, I've had neither, so I couldn't tell you. Well, that went downhill. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big... Uh, not into the fish? Yeah, not really, no. Not a big seafood guy. I what? like shrimp, some shrimp. And then even like normal shrimp or like the breaded shrimp, I like... Um, Fish sometimes just seems like there's a lot of work depending on how it's cooked because you got all those little bones and I don't think stuff. there's ever fish cooked with all the bones in it, Spencer. Well, you still got to watch out for that because they got some really tiny bones. You got to be... If you're getting like some fucking cheap dumpster fish out maybe. of the back alley off a guy from Honduras, maybe. Isn't that the best kind of fish, though? No. No, it's just wrapped in a newspaper. A, loosely, a, a slightly <laughs> moistened newspaper. That's how you get your back alley meat, not your... The mystery, like when you get some nice horse meat, that's how you get that. <laughs> What's wrong with horse meat? It's nothing in some places. In America, we frown on it. <laughs> I don't know why. Seems like it'd be a tasty animal, maybe. It probably, yeah. I mean, I mean, probably yeah. There's probably parts of it that taste good, and then there's probably parts of it that'd be all like tough, like anything else. But yeah, like human meat. Yeah, like I like like really like if you like if somebody made me a steak and it was out of like. Horse? Yeah, I don't know if I could tell, maybe. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, you eat cow. I think they're yeah. just as lovable. So I probably would like cows more than horses, because horses are kind of stupid. <laughs> like, they just eat until they die. They just don't stop. Just run until their heart explodes. I feel like our horse knowledge is probably not good. I don't know if any of those things we just said were accurate. No, I'm pretty sure you can run a horse until it just dies. Probably. I've seen that in a movie or Yeah, two. yeah, right? So I mean, everything in the movies is true. I mean, and I saw it in the fucking Gladi- uh, Gladiator, so that's like a hysterical film, so that's definitely accurate. Here's the thing. My trust in movies really, really diminished when I found out John Wayne's real name was Marion. Oh, yeah? His name's Marion. I did not know that. Yeah, right? So once you know that, you're like, well, fuck, is anything I know? It li-? Like, everything's a lie, right? <laughs> Nothing's real anymore. How can it be when the supposed manly man... <laughs> And apparently super racist, but oh, I kind of figured that yeah, much. Yeah. I wasn't a John Wayne fan, honestly. I don't think I've ever actually watched like a solo John Wayne movie. See, my uh, my dad kind of likes John Wayne, and like my grandpa was like, oh, anything, anytime it, the TV was on, it was westerns mm. and like that kind of stuff. So I just like through passing, I've I've witnessed some John Wayne. Speaking of horse abuse, those old westerns. When they make the horses, like, fall on command. Oh, but they would, yeah. like, vault them off of mountains and shit just for the look, like, you know, for the the footage. Yeah. It's kind of awful. It's, yeah, oh, man. I feel so bad for animals back in old movie times because uh-huh. they, just, they just didn't care. Nope. I mean, people were barely... You just get another one. Yeah, like, they barely cared about actors and actresses' well-being, let alone animals. So we, I think we've come a long way in that. You know what always amazes me about those old-timey films is the bit when like the side of the the side of the house falls down, and but the, the guy standing in the spot, so he goes through the, the open Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, or, and, you know, like, I mean, I've I think he originated people. that. Yeah, but but like, that whole thing, like I could, I I wouldn't do that now. Like, well, you can like, show me on a like on a diagram and like a so you can put me in a simulator and show me how it would work. No, no, I'm not doing it. Modern incarnations, other than Jackie Chan's version are I don't think real but Charlie Chaplin and like the others that did that back then that was 100% re- and it wasn't even like a fake like you know like plywood building that yeah. if it did hit you you would get like mildly hurt like it was just like a full side of a building like you would you die like, well, there's a whole bunch of crazy things like I remember seeing like a guy like walking on cars in traffic or something or like <laughs> these ladders like he's like these ladders will keep on like there's a series of ladders that were like falling 
upwards or downwards and he would just be walking like if you go back and look at some of that crazy shit that they did back in the day where it's like they did that like somebody actually had to do that that wasn't and CGI often, often before the invention of editing where they could one re- take where they could really splice things yeah one take and it's like well we can't just make it look like somebody else is do- doing it it has to be the actor yeah. because you know stuntman wasn't a thing for the most part because unless you're wearing a mask or a big top hat or something it's like well we've got to show the actor doing it or they'll know it's phony there Johnny yeah. and then they just have some guy like climbing off of like the top of a building I, I, it was a dangerous business, and I part of me kind of wishes I was around for it. Oh yeah, I'd be that guy. I, I would uh, let a building fall, and hopefully, I make it through the window hole. It's better than what I do now. More fulfilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, mom, I'm in the pictures. I'm in the movie picture shows. <laughs> Hey there, listeners. You are here for the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today is Spencer, the Miami Marmalade Marauder Church. <laughs> What's up, Spencer? Hey, how you doing? I almost didn't think I was going to get that out. It just made it the, yeah, there's a lot of uh, M's there. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Marauder? Yeah, marmalade Marauder. Um, not entirely sure what Marauder means. I always hear it in a negative sense, like, you know what I mean? Like I always thought it was cool guys with fancy hats, but maybe I'm wrong. But, like, I thought they was always going to, like, fuck something up, like... Ooh, you know what? That might be... Let me... A person who marauds... Oh, fuck, of course! <laughs> of course! It's a raider, so yeah. Yeah. Kudos for knowing a word I didn't know. Yeah. I like your style. You've been reading more. That, probably, that was probably from a movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Ah, uh, shit, son. Why is the dog crying? Well, tell him to knock it off or I'm going to go in there and jimmy his rattle hole. Ooh. I don't know what that means either. I'm going to cut that out. That probably... I don't like animal abuse people. Like, He's going to jimmy that dog's rattle hole. <laughs> he's either punching him or fucking him. I don't know. Oh, God. Maybe we, both. We'll leave that in for the premium uh, episodes. Uh, did I tell you one of those reviewers strictly writes dog porn? Makes sense. That's the like know, two dogs, the or, one, the or like a person and a dog. Person fucking dogs. So uh, you know they're judging other people's work and their fiction and they're writing dog dog erotica, bestiality erotica. If there's not a lot of like dog puns <clears throat> going on in that thing, I'd be highly disappointed. We're not gonna talk about that. Like this is garbage. <laughs> this is not real. This is trash. This is not true. Oh shit, son. We didn't really have a theme for today's episode, but you mentioned. What uh, constitutes a real writer, a professional? A professional. We kind of were slightly, almost, almost had a conversation, but didn't because the texting conversation is just that's hard. And it was late. Yeah, it was late. I was probably naked in bed crying already. So we decided we were going to discuss what makes a professional author. I didn't look anything up for this, so this is just our opinion, hearsay, yeah. if you will. Mm, yeah. What we think none makes of a it professional. Is, none of it is valid. So if it's none of these. <laughs> Points that we might make. I don't even know if we're make yeah. points. But we'll see. Any, we'll see. If any of these points don't hit you, hit, you know, they don't uh, apply to you, don't feel bad because we're just, we're not professional writers by yeah. any means. And uh, this is uh, a good topic if those of you listening 
think of something um or have a comment to make you know leave it you know leave us a comment about it because i'm sure this is a topic that we can get multiple yeah we could definitely circle back to this yeah, one yeah multiple episodes out of so if you think we missed something feel free to let us know and your opinions on it and i'm sure we'll get back to it if not on the podcast at least in the message somewhere yeah we'll, that, we'll always get back to the messages oh man Ooh, baby i like it raw well here's where our point of contention was i, I mean i can't say i agreed or disagree because it was your point i just and i can't even really say that i agree yeah. with my point either it was just kind of a statement i made yeah well we, we were joking about george r martin about him being a professional just because it takes him so long to write books and stuff. And I was just fucking around saying, well, he's rich. Yeah. And you said, well, does that make you a professional writer, though? And here's where we hit the, uh, the the meat of the matter right off the back. A lot of people don't consider themselves even writers outside of hobbyists until they get paid. Yeah. So do you think a professional writer is somebody who just gets paid? So that automatically means yeah. like your Stephanie Meyer types yeah. or uh, E.L. James who... I mean, they're getting paid if you're making a living, yeah. like, even if you're just making a partial living off of writing, I feel like you're a professional, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, uh, this was more just, uh, because we were just bullshitting, so it was just... It's just in jest. Yeah, because we, we were talking about the old, our own work we were going on, and you made, you said something like I was acting like a professional, and then you brought up the jar, the George R. R. Martin, and that's whenever I said, you know, about the, the money thing, because... He could have, because, like, I've even heard him talk about, like, whenever he was at shows and stuff, like, he would have turnouts and stuff, but, like, nothing happened until, like, the show picked up. And when the one yeah, show then picked up, it. then, you know, you got, he was doing signings for, like, you know, 15 hours, you know, that kind of shit. Um, I think, yeah, any time that you can get, make money off of it, it can make you a professional. But there's also, um, like anything else, there's tiers yeah. of professional and, because my thing behind the the joke was the 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 work you put into it. Because it's not like because from things that I've heard, the little research that I've been do about like George R. R. Martin, it's not that he's even like taking a long time to write the books. It's like he's just not doesn't write much doing it. Like you know what I mean. And it would be like one thing if like he like because uh, he's getting older and stuff. He's been around for a while. Like if he. Like, say if he finished the Game of Thrones series books, because he's supposed to be doing, like, two more of those. Right. If he finished those, then there was just, like... Nothing left in I'm done. To do. You know, I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I think just the idea of, you know, when do you hang it up as a writer would be a good topic for another day, so just remember that one. But you brought up a really good point with the tiers, because, you know, if you're, if you're just judging if you get paid or not, ma- making you a professional yeah. writer, well... What if you're an independent writer, like an indie author, and you have 20 faithful followers who buy all your books? You're getting paid. Yeah. I mean, if you're selling it for, you know, 13 bucks a book, you're actually making a good chunk of change just yeah. from that. Does that make you a professional writer? Or to go deeper with the tier system, you know, I used to be a freelance writer, so I got paid to just write articles and stuff. Would that make me a professional writer? I feel like it didn't. No. But some people, I mean, if... Like now, their again, goal was just to get paid for anything. Now, again, that could also depend. That could also vary on, like, because when you did that, it was on a, a lower-tier website. Now, like, say if you were working freelance writing articles for, like... GQ. Oh, yeah, or different, you know, different bigger websites and magazines, then you could probably consider yourself a professional because the exposure and... Just the different... The, I don't want to say quality of work, but, you know, the, Maybe the, it's the, like the a, brand. Maybe it's like a... Chill out, buddy. 
Why are you why are you acting up, man? Why why are you yelling at Mindy's ass? <laughs> I think it's a combination of not just the platform that you're writing for or your personal brand, but your audience as well. Yeah. So say you have say you have a writer of like uh, Neil Gaiman, you know his status, but instead of being super famous, he had all the skills in Neil Gaiman, wrote the same books, but he didn't have an audience. He just jumped into writing. He's not selling anything. Would you consider him a professional writer, even though he's not selling anything, but his fucking quality of work is clearly superior to other, even actual professional famous writers? I, again, you know, just to bring it back to E.L. James, because, you know, we didn't read the Fifty Shades books, but we read some exper- excerpts and stuff, and uh, a lot of people were besmirching her, her writing ability, saying, yeah, it wasn't that good. It's like just amateur writing, which, you know, she made millions and millions yeah. of dollars, so... Is it the writing quality that you say also? Yeah, it would definitely, yeah. It, there's multiple parts because that person, the, the non-famous Neil Gaiman, if he puts in enough time... He'll make it. Yeah, he'll be become that professional, but... The, but what if he ends up an H.P. Lovecraft type who wasn't famous till after he, he died? Still famous? Even if Scott Fitzgerald wasn't... You know, he had, like, one hit, but... I mean, isn't that almost kind of like the say about, like, almost, like, any artist, the painting, writing, yeah. like, that you don't get famous until... Well, here, how about how about Kafka? I don't think he was even known until, like, a friend of his found his all his work after he died and then put it out, and then he became one of the most famous writers, which would suck ass, by so the way. So, tells me, and, like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, I'm not trying to compare myself or anything, like that, <laughs> but something would tell me, like, if I did ever make it big... That would be the way. That would be the way. I would spend years just fucking grueling, just working over it with no result. As soon as I dropped dead, like, my kids would go through it and my grandkids would be like, oh, well, what's this? And then put it out and like, oh, this is great. The masterpiece that was Daily Round. <laughs> yeah. I shall do a reading for you. He walked down the endless corridor <laughs> and he walked into the room and there was a man with penises for arms. That's basically about the quality of it. <laughs> that is a metaphor for how life just fucks you. <laughs> um, by the way, folks, Daily Rounds is real, but the penis man arms is not. For some reason, I don't know why the fuck uh, maybe, you didn't. Maybe, maybe in the sequel. Maybe sequel, Daily yeah. Rounds 2. <laughs> penis of arms. Yeah. New tendon. You got a new roommate. <laughs> Nobody wants to go around that guy. But his room's real sticky. <laughs> so, we're in agreement that to be a professional writer, the quality has to be first, I would say, obviously. Yeah. Because so, that's what you're getting judged yeah. on. Um, what about consistency of putting out work? Because that's when another contention with George R. R. Martin was, you know, before Game of Thrones got picked up, what you can say is about Fifty Shades of Grey, too. If that never got picked up for a movie yeah. series, would it even be famous? Mm-hmm. So... Before Game of Thrones, I don't think he was all that popular. Yeah. So I would say that a writer. And I think he was writing just as fast. Yeah. Or just as slow. I mean. Yeah. So if you had an author who put out one book every 15 years. That has to be some pretty good shit. Or what if you had an author who put out well, one Pulitzer Prize winning novel and then didn't write another one? That's well, what about like, um, you know, you got like the, the Alan Moore type. Yeah, but he still puts out enough work. Like, when he puts out work, they're hits. Yeah. Like, a Hemingway, when he put out a book, it almost was always considered, like, in the top books. Like, it was one of the most popular. You know, like, a Stephen King put out, like, fucking one, two books a year yeah. or something. 
like what if you just had one masterpiece book like your first book and then you just hated the fame that came with it yeah. and you just stopped writing or didn't put out any more work are you a professional writer you want a fucking Nobel prize for literature are you a professional you kind of got to be right <laughs> you were you were can you, you were. stop it i guess can yeah you? yeah i don't know it's like a professional basketball player though once you retire i mean you're always a professional even if yeah. you never lace up the shoes again so would you say then even like what about then yeah you know in sports to use the sports term you were like you were on the bench of the knicks played two years got cut couldn't get picked up with another team do you can't still consider yourself a professional? You you were I a professional. Think, I think even if you play, unless if he lands in some other like smaller league or something like that. I think if you just played one, well, most of those guys, yeah, they always uh, go to another league. But here, like Jay Williams, he was like a big recruit out of Duke or somewhere in the nineties, early two thousands. I think he got picked up for the by the Bulls. And I don't even think he played an NBA game. I'm not sure because he got in a motorcycle accident. Uh, or he might have played a little bit and got super injured. But, like, he was clearly a professional. So, I, I don't know. I think we're muddying the waters too much at this point. Yeah. But I would say consistency. I think I See, I think that's got to be key. When I think of a professional, I think of somebody that puts in the work. I'm not thinking of somebody who... Well, what about, um like, uh, Quentin Tarantino? He only has a very like he's been around forever, but this it's only is nine only, movies or something. Yeah, but only like nine movies. But again, like each movie is a masterpiece for yes. the most part. Yeah. So, but it but it'd be like what? Oh, five or six years until like a movie, Still, and he writes those. So I mean, like you can put like you know he kind of applies a little bit more to the you know to the subject because he's writing most of that stuff. And he's only supposed to do 10, isn't that, wasn't that always the thing, he's only doing yeah. 10 movies? She's supposed to be doing a Star Trek movie. What about that's like... His he's supposed lab- to be doing Kill Bill, another series of that, too. Well, I think he considers that all one movie. I think that's how he gets around that. Oh, what a fud dud. That term was used improperly, but still, he's something or other. Kind of a jerk, but I like his work. I don't... He's still professional. You would never say Quentin Tarantino, oh, the yeah. amateur filmmaker. Oh, no, 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 but I'm just saying... Yeah, you, you were just saying the... You were saying the uh, the consistency has to be there, but like you know, Quentin Tarantino's not putting out a movie like every year or two years. Like, all right, let's fucking lower the bar though. Look at like uh, Lloyd Kaufman from trauma films, like Toxic Avenger and all those really shitty movies. He's putting out all those really shitty movies, and he puts them out consistently. <laughs> Is he a professional or not? Because they're shitty movies. <laughs> uh, Some of them have like Toxic Avenger have cult followings, but. Still, I mean, we can fucking write 20 books and publish them ourselves, so we got the consistency down, but if nobody buys them or if they're shitty, I mean, are we professionals? I mean, we've seen people at cons that call themselves that with that same... Yeah. Yeah, a lot of professional comic book makers and novelists who, uh, yeah, wouldn't say that. Again, is it also... Are we... are Is the barometer... Like, are we judging by... For, you know, author's sake... The publishing house you get published through, like if, because I feel like even now self-published authors are always considered at a lower level. Yeah, that even if they're making millions, they're still considered like a lower tier than traditional published. That the one of the big publishers is always it's it's anything I think is just more like a goal, like to prove like, hey, I can write a book that can get published. Okay, what if you self-publish a novel and it gets pretty popular, like top. 200 and amazon sci-fi or something yeah. like you know it's up there or you get published by 
Random House or one of the big publishers, and your book doesn't really go anywhere. But you got published through it. You know, again, you played on the Knicks, yeah. but you were a bench warmer. You didn't get yeah. in the game ever, but you were in the league. So <laughs> are you a professional? <laughs> like, it's so fucking hard. This is and a bad really, topic. And really, it's one of those weird things, and it's a bit of a cop-out, but it kind of applies differently to each person that's trying to do the thing, you know? it's Well, the heart of the matter, it also comes down to how you view yourself. Because a lot of writers who I consider professional writers... Um, like when I used to read, uh, like different websites that were really popular, again, even like your GQs and stuff who, uh, like writers who are consistently actually work, like their job is a writer, yeah. even if they're just a content creator or something like they, and they didn't cause, cause they didn't make their sole living off of writing. They didn't consider, consider themselves real writers or professional writers. And I did, like, I would say, you know, you don't have to make your sole living cause that's a hard fucking thing to do. Yeah. You don't have to make your sole living off of being a professional writer. Or, I mean, off just writing, but I think if you're putting the work out there, you gotta say like, you're not an amateur anymore. Like, uh, uh, a dude that we're always talking about, Derek Manning. I would consider him a professional writer. For sure. Again, like, he's had... Countless series. Yeah, and he's, you know, higher level of success, and he... he, and that, he that's he, his job. That's and he's he even does. now... He... He's writing stuff for a publisher that are, that are that is now in the preview book. Yeah, so like so, it's not even so it's like a anybody. Legit publisher who, yeah, now. if anybody who goes into a comic book store can now order that, like you know, he's just not slinging them like mad at all the different shows that he's attending to. Like you can just now order that from the comfort of your own comic book store or the or the website or whatever. But again, I I mean, and I don't know his personal situation, but it seemed like he kind of still had like. Like you side know, gig of sorts, yeah, 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 you know, like something to help, you know, day with the job. Fun. Well, yeah. a lot of uh, artists I know have day jobs. Yeah, that's a good point too. Like, what about artists, like painters and stuff, working on commissions? You could sell, you know, if you're really good, you could sell to a gallery. Maybe you get like thirty grand for your work. Yeah, but then also you only sold that once in a year, and now you have to work at like a fucking CVS or something part time just to make sure your head's above water until that sale comes. Is that person a professional artist? Fuck yeah. You I mean, that's what you get paid for. I just, I feel like you definitely, for me, I think you have to get paid before you consider yourself a professional in some capacity. Or unless you win, like, a bunch of contests or things like that, too. Because that kind of goes with, like, the name recognition and stuff. Yeah. Hey, I heard somebody yelling. I think it was either last night or the night before. Whenever you were working. So, not yesterday, the day before. Somebody was heard in that house when I had nitro outside. No, was fucking screaming. I know. Somebody stole my weed. I know you didn't do it. No, there's fucking kids from Oregon every night. That's they me. leave their window open. You can hear them. They're fighting. Yeah, and we, you just you that needs to be part of the cold 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 opening of the episode. So somebody stole my weed. I know it ain't you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it ain't you. So Spencer, when would you consider yourself a professional writer? Um, if I can have multiple books out in a couple years span that are good enough quality and could make at least enough money that paid for like the, the um, cost of making yeah, the Yeah, the cost of the books. The, all the overhead stuff. Yeah, like all that over, like that. The uh, basically enough to break even and have maybe have a little bit more, but like, because you figure with that to work to you, you'd have to have a decent enough that would, you'd have to have a decent enough fan base to to well, cause that to happen. 
Like, what if... Uh, because talk- unfortunately, we we can't be like the Wu Tang Clan, and so make make one copy of a book and hopefully sell yeah. it to a millionaire. <laughs> That'd be nice. Well, like, what if we drop the DPW anthology, and for some reason it just blows up, oh. and then each of our fucking like Twitter followings go into the fucking hundreds of thousands, and we get little blue checks, we get little blue checks. I don't think they do that anymore unless you're a celebrity. But say we got little blue checks. This is all hypothetical, obviously. <laughs> And, uh, you know, maybe you could get on Oprah's book club list. Uh, oh, that would be weird. Yeah, that ain't going to happen either. But I'm just saying, you know, the, the top of the best case scenario yeah. in some alternate dimension, this happens. And that's all we did. That was our only work out there. But if I can, everybody claim, when's the next one? When's the next one? Are we professionals then? Uh, we make a million dollars each somehow. Unless Caleb just scrolls all the money away and goes to an island. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be I, hard I, I, don't, that'd, I don't think so I still wouldn't consider it but. no no not, not if that's the only thing we put out cause it's not even like it would be one thing maybe at least if it was just us in the book mm. but we have fellow fellow writers in it too yeah so, so say, but we all everyone in the book blows up you know what let's drop it down another tier where do you separate the line between hobbyist and amateur writer slash author when you I'm making enough money that you can work the limited amount, the least amount of time at the day job. Like, you know, either right. whatever it is to, like, you know, that you need to use to qualify for, like, your health care. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just to have that little bit of extra money for, you know, that you can use for, like, the, the rent and something else. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like a hobbyist is someone who isn't all that interested in even getting paid for their work necessarily. Maybe they just have a blog or maybe they'll submit for shits and giggles, but I feel like that would just be somebody who doesn't take it as serious. Almost like they're writing for themselves. They're not taking it as serious as like an amateur writer or someone who wants to become a professional writer. Hobbyists might not be, want to become a professional writer. They just like yeah, they writing. might they might not care about like oh there's a missed like a weird spelling error yeah. there or some weird grammar or something like that. They're like whatever, you get what I'm doing. Hmm. It's a very, like, there's not a clear, like, definitive answer to the question, which maybe that we shouldn't have talked about it then, but... Yeah. Open discussions are fun. We haven't had one of these in a while. We got our book club later, so we're not trying to have a serious, serious episode. Yeah. Get a little tired of those somewhat educational episodes. Sometimes just they, can be, they can be tasking a little bit, you know? No, they're not tasking. They're taxing, Spencer. Taxing, whatever. Tasking is when you're adding more work to yourself. Yeah. That, adding, that's what it kind of feels like. like multitasking. <laughs> yeah, it does. It is tasking. Well, I will say this. My goal would be to become a professional writer. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's the goal. The goal? Like, I'm not even... Like, you know, just best case scenarios and stuff. I don't even need to become super well-known or famous. I would prefer to get published through a act like a traditional publishing house. Like I, and I'm gonna try when I come up with like some books and stuff. I want to go that route first. I don't, I don't want to go through all the indie publishing stuff because I you feel like the if, market's too filled. Yeah, if you don't have to, if if I don't have to, I'd rather just try my hand. You know, getting the agent and going the other way. Even if we start small, even if you don't make any money that way, I feel like that's just. Uh, not that like you know self-published yeah, the, the writers agent, aren't legitimate or anything. I just you, you just brought up the agent. That's a whole nother. Mm. That's a whole nother bag of worms. Yeah, we wrote articles about that, but uh, yeah, that'd be another good episode too. You know, do you even need an agent? I feel like the agents there for uh, to get through the gatekeepers of the yeah. publishing, especially when you're you start out and stuff. But they're negotiating your prices because 
they don't get paid unless you get paid. So yeah. they want you to get paid. Big, yeah, yeah. They want you to make as much as possible. The much you get, the bigger cut they get. Yeah. And the better agent you get, you know, the bigger and easier in you have with publishing houses and editors because they're friends or drinking buddies or, or at, at the very least, you know, they work with them enough. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I would say, I mean, because if you had, because that could be another thing to add on if you're a professional or not. If you have an, an agent, agent yeah. you well, probably- I feel like if you're a professional and you're doing well enough, you either have to have an agent or an assistant, or you have to have somebody that's taking the bulk. You can't do everything yourself. <laughs> Your girlfriend, <laughs> something, boyfriend, what your significant other? Yeah, I almost kind of want the uh, my agent to be. Hank Moody's agent from Californication. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking about I was gonna bring that up as like uh, we were bringing up topics. So Californication, Hank Moody, he wrote like what maybe three books, but they were like cult classic books. Yeah, but so is he? They made a movie, uh, you know, a fictional movie out of it, and he's a professional because he hardly fucking ever wrote anything. Yeah, you but know? he was always writing throughout the series. He just kept getting fucked up, and it was ruining it. Yeah. But- Again, that goes back to like the actual meaning of professional. Professional is somebody, in my opinion, who gets up in the morning or whenever you get up, but you go to fucking work. I mean, my job, I'm a professional at it, my day job. Not that I'm proud of that, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, that's what my job is so that you've got to be professional at it. So if you're a writer, you go into it like it's that kind of job. Like, every day I'm going to fucking write. I'm not at that point, like, where I can just say, I, I try. But I'm not fucking like I should have a book out by now, or, or like I've had enough time where I could have a fucking decent book out. And you wrote enough things. Yeah, like, that's what I'm you've saying. Some I, lengthy stuff. I got my skill level up now. I can write a fucking novel, and it wouldn't be hard. I just, uh, I would say, it's a matter of worth ethic. Ethic, but the problem with me is it's because I fucking work so much during the day anyway and stuff. It's like we always talk about that hurdle. How do you get over that hurdle? When you're like, you're exhausted from your 40 hour a week or more job, you know, you're working 40, 60, 80 hours a week. It's really hard to want, you're a full-time parent, especially yeah. that'll really get you. How do you fucking make the time to write? And even if you have the time, like we both get the free time, but it's like, oh, I just don't feel like it. I feel like the professional, somebody who, oh, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's what we need to get at. Is And I, get, I go through periods where like, oh, I'm going to do it. Like this week, I've been exhausted every day, still been writing. Not a lot, like under a thousand words a day, which is not what I want, but I'm at least pushing forward. Yeah. But I, I feel like uh, I wish I can have, like if I had eight hours a day just to write. I, you know, I would say for like four or five. The, the, the thing is, it's not even the free time, the four or five hours or the eight hours. Like, I don't want to have to work beforehand. Yeah. Like, even if I worked a night job, which might actually be better. Like, if I worked a night job and then I just had like, you know, all morning to write or something or in the afternoon before work to write. I feel like that would be better because after work, I just, I suck. I might fucking mentally, I'm drained. Don't have great ideas. Especially your face is twisted. I, I do kind of want to talk on this side of the mic. You're coming in pretty loud. Let me see if it makes popping. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Did you hear any pee popping? I don't know. Then maybe this fucking, it's just, how much of these? These came with it. Oh, I thought maybe it was like a... Uh, Pop filters. They're supposed to block out the peas. But, but I thought may- I thought maybe like it was like, oh, for these little things are like $10. That's just how they get you for another 10 bucks. No, I wouldn't order these pieces of shit. I feel like the fucking squishy things. Anyway. 
We got book clubs, so let's wrap this up. Yeah. Short episode. Um, we didn't really accomplish anything, but... We talked about being a professional author. We'd like your opinions on the matter, so hit us up on Twitter, at DrunkPenWriting. Hit us up on Facebook, at DrunkenPenWriting. And go to the website, obviously, DrunkenPenWriting.com, and you can find our contact form there. We'd love to hear from you guys. And remember, the giveaway's going on, so be sure to check that out. Free shit, man. 100% free. You don't, you don't got to pay for shipping or anything. So just take a look and you can win some free stuff. The post is on the website. It's on Twitter. It's everywhere. Yeah. I got a tattoo of it on my Johnson. No, my Johnson's not large enough. Anyway, you folks have a wonderful night. See you later. Bye. Alligator.